truth. Yes. Your word is truth. What does that mean? It means that the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Bible, is the truth. It's God's word. It's the inspirational, you know, of God that is given to us to reveal the truth to us. So now, what does truth have to do with the belt? What does truth have to do with the result? First Thessalonians 5.21 says, Test all things and hold fast to what is good. Test all things and hold fast to what is good. So as a Christian, we are expected to test all things and hold on to the truth and discarding every other thing that is not true. So how can you hold on to the truth if you don't study your word? How do you go into battle with the devil if you don't understand your word? It is only the word of God that the devil bows down to. Doesn't bow down to your oh, you know, your emotions, your feelings. No, the only thing the devil respects is the word of God. So how do you test the truth? It's when you be like the very Christian, you search the scriptures daily. You know what is you know what you know your onions as in you know your word and you'll be able to apply it to your life daily to do like a check and balances. Because in the world there, there's a lot of things that you know that is there. The issue is how do you you know live your life with this truth? The balance of truth. The word of God, in, you know, to, to compare your culture. This is what is the norms that is that is that is in my society. Is that the truth? Is that the truth of the word of God? Does it contradict the truth of the word of God? Because there's some sort of the cultures or some of the things that oh, this is how it is done that we usually go with, and we bring up to know that is not in the word of God. That is not correct. That's not true. Yes. But we just find ourselves falling into those things. But we thought, oh, if I do the contrary, people will look at me as being weird. So, Proverbs chapter 3, 3 to 4 says, Let not mercy and truth forsake you. So bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your hands. So I can find favor with God and man. Word of God around your neck. When you know when you use a belt, you bind it around your waist. Isn't it? You bind it around your waist. You don't make it loose. It's tight because the purpose of the belt is to hold onto your pants. Sorry, your trousers. You call it pants. Your trousers. So if the trousers, if the belt is loose. Then what's the purpose? It's not useful. So if the word of God you know is diluted, is you know is with what my pastor is what oh my, my friend said this. Oh my colleague said this. Oh my mom said this. And they are not looking inward into the word of God and what did God say? What is the word of God concerning this? Because the word of God is the truth. It's not what any other person says. Or how spiritual a man is, he can never 
true purpose. Praise the Hallelujah. So what are the dangers of wearing of not wearing the belt? So let's have someone says, okay, I'm just gonna wear my pants. Sorry. When I say pants, I mean trust, not the pants that we're putting on. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so what are the dangers of not wearing the belt? So if someone puts on a pants that is loose, and says, so no worries, I will just go this way, I will manage it. Imagine this, will the person be comfortable? No, ma. You won't be comfortable with it that you are using your hand to drag it up, or you are, you are, um, Yeah. And that is the most important. It's 
not even the doctrine that any of them preaches. The most important is that Jesus' salvation is away. They all preach that. And that's the major thing. But many people, you know, maybe because of you know, the denomination we belong to, or because of the way we grew up, and you know, we see other Christians as being wrong <laughs> because of the doctrines and they preach. Fine, some of the doctrines can be wrong. Can be wrong, yes. But they are not sinners. They still believe in Jesus. So, you know, it's high time we start looking and you know, stepping out of our own biases and looking at the word of God and understanding that everybody can't be you. Remember when the disciples was trying to call some people and say, Oh, why are those people, you know, healing in your name? What Jesus has done is not anything. If they are not against us, they are with us. So because they are not in our group, does that make them wrong? Yeah, we're doing the same thing. They might bring it from different perspectives, but they simply that Jesus is Lord. It's only a preaching that says Jesus is not Lord that the Bible says is an antichrist preach, right? But when somebody is saying Jesus is Lord, and because the person doesn't come to your church, you say that person is not a Christian. That is not biblical. So we need to have an open mind. Yes, ma'am. You know, that is one of the dangers of not wearing the belt because you need to be like, I, 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 you need to be an heavenly Christian and not a worldly Christian that goes with doctrines. So, part of not being conformed to the world means that you do not buy into the system of belief that says absolute truth is a myth. That's just what I just explained now. And the absolute truth is that Jesus is the Lord and is the only way to salvation. So does that mean that somebody that is a seller doesn't believe in Christ? He does. Just because he wears white doesn't make him, doesn't make say what he's doing is wrong. The absolute truth is that they believe in Jesus and Jesus is Lord and they believe that and they, 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 that is their belief. And that is the truth. So everybody can be Pentecostal. So we be worried, why am I saying this? I'm saying this so that you know, even if you don't get anything out, but tell the Holy Spirit will help you to step out of your bias. Step out of you know, that, you know, the, the unconscious stereotype that we have put other Christians in. And believe that, you know, because they're worshiping this way, then it is wrong. No, it's not wrong. Because the absolute truth is that they believe that Jesus is Lord. And that is what the Bible says. The Bible never talked about denomination. The Bible says, if you believe that Jesus is Lord, and believe that he died on the cross and resurrected on the third day, then you are a child of God. That's, that's all. Yes, yes. Confess with your heart and believe with your heart. That is all. He never said, if you go to Sydney, or you go to or wherever, or you go to Prosper. Oh, no, never said that. So you see, where we miss a lot of things because we don't you know we believe the absolute truth because of where we find ourselves believe that that's truth which is not true so as Christian we should know that there is truth and that the truth is one absolute so now my last one is that 2 Peter 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, 
rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, imagine a belt that's, you know, that is missing. Let's say you is missing a particular segment. Let's say the silver, you know that silver that's in front that used to put the belt. Yeah. It's missing. Is that belt useful? Are you using it for anything? It's useless. The same thing if you are not not grounded in the world and your understanding of the world is not complete and you just talk a little bit. Oh, we have 10 minutes more. Okay. Will you do another one after this? Yes, ma. Yes, ma. Do you start another link? Yes, ma. No, no, I was supposed to restart the meeting. I will join you the same oh. link again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So let me continue. Yes. So, since that belt is useless, it's not useful. So, taking a segment of the word of God to suit your purpose. Because, you know, for example, I've been stepping on toes, toes, but that's the truth. When you talk about
but we need to make sure that it is complete. We are getting the whole, the whole world. I remember I have a pastor then when I was growing up as a teenager. And I think the thing that she told me, we used to not only be everybody in the congregation helps those of us then that we were teenagers and it helps us to laugh. He always said every time he preaches, he would say, listen. Okay, come here. Anything I've said here and it's against the word of God, I beg you in the name of the Lord, don't quote me anywhere. Check your Bible. I said something and it's wrong, and the Bible said otherwise. Please do what the Bible says. Don't do what I say. Every time he preaches, he says it. He said, because I can be prone to error. But the Bible can never be wrong. He always says So it helps me as a child of God to grow up, to look at my word every time anybody is saying anything. It makes me not to be a dogmatic Christian and not just swallow everything anybody says, who crying and sing that. I used to tell my husband, I'm my own pastor. I don't have a pastor. That's true. Jesus is my pastor. Because no matter what you say, I don't say go back home to check it. So if I say I'm not well with the word of God, I just sweep you away. I don't care who you are, how big you are in the ministry. That's it. You are still human, like me. So you are prone to error. So it's not your fault that you say something wrong. It's part of life. It's part of human being human. So it is me and my own error if I believe in the error, in the mistakes that you are making. And I believe that you live my life in that standard.
and the devil raises up your head. You can tell him that God shuts your head down. No matter the persecution, you will stand your ground because you know you have the backing of God and you are standing on the truth. And the truth will definitely always prevail. That was the case, I know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the freedom that we need as Christians in the truth is in the word of God. It's in the belt of truth that we put around our loins, around our waist to hold on
we are all children of God. So there's no there's no um, what is like maybe your pastor that is like the child of God and then we are now the cho- the grandchildren. So we need to go to the pastor to ask as like the mini God or the assistant Holy Spirit before we go to God. No, we are all children of God. We all have equal access to God. And something else another thing God taught me recently is that um is that it's it's it, to an extent it is immaturity to think that when you have when you have an issue when you, there's a there's a thing you don't understand about what is happening in life and maybe you read something in scriptures or maybe somebody says something and you run to your pastor first and you fail to ask the Holy Spirit it is immaturity because you feel that oh this person knows better than the Holy Spirit or something like that but then I want you to help me understand how to balance the place of seeking counsel because you you shared so much this evening that if I probably did not attend this session, maybe if I sit down with my Bible and I say that Holy Spirit, please, I need to understand this thing, I would understand. But being here and listening to you, I understand what the belt of truth is better. And I understand, every time I remember the fact that I cannot, I cannot um, go without belt, wearing belt on some kind of clothes, it's going to look somehow. And I understand that analogy about the belt. I know it it, it puts me to to check. So I'm saying that we go to God for revelation, and we're asking, and I'm asking God that God, I need to understand this thing better. Why is this happening? And the Scripture is saying this, but then we go to people for counsel, and we're asking them that, um, please, Ma, I need you to explain this thing further because I feel that um, you you are, you are more knowledgeable in these things than me, or I just feel that you are in a better position to explain to me. And then I'll still go back to. So I want you to help us balance it, the place of. Um, seeking revelation from God and seeking counsel because when we say that God does not have grandchildren that is only they are only children of God and when God was saying that you can come directly to me when you have issues and stop thinking that okay you have to run to the pastor and say that pastor I read this thing on this one and that one I want I just want to um, have a better understanding so that we can all understand that okay it doesn't mean that it is wrong to go to a, a believer that you feel that is well grounded in faith, but we need to balance it. We need to balance it out. So I just want you to shed more light on that. I hope you understand my question, ma. Yeah, I understand you. Okay, ma. All right, thank you, ma. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I thank you very much, ma. Um, uh, I've seen the Lord this evening. Um, I actually left a question on the chat before, before the last session concluded. So I will quickly ask the question. Um, um, okay, looking at the situation. When Jesus was on earth, he asked disciples, right? Yes, ma'am. And those disciples look up to him as a role model? Yes, ma'am. Like a model, right? Yes, ma'am. And you need to understand that Jesus, as much as possible, make sure that he all his preaching is towards heaven, right? Yes, ma'am. And they're telling them, oh, this is the way to life. This is what you need to do to get eternal life. This is what, that is the central message of Jesus. Yes, ma'am. So now, how do we balance seeking counsel and seeking revelation? The Bible says in the multitude of cancer, there is what? Safety. 
fine. Mm. You need to be careful those you seek counsel from. Why am I saying this? Okay. I'll give an example. Somebody wants to get married, right? Now you want to seek counsel about married life. You see this particular slap person has been married for a long time. You know quite well that I never married as a Christian. He got born again after he got married. That's information you know. Though these people are now vibrant, they are in the Lord, they are all that, they are all, you know, they are doing fantastically well in the Lord. But the, 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 the question arises that they never knew what it means to have a Christian costume. Are you getting me? They are Christians now. They are married. They are doing wonderful. But they gave their life when they got married. So seeking counsel from that person as a youth or as a young person that wants to go into a relationship might not be a good idea. Even if that person is a marriage counselor. Because he doesn't understand how it's the, the emotions you feel. He doesn't understand how to abstain from sin. He doesn't understand. He has not lived. Jesus has lived the life of righteousness for him to be able to tell his disciples that this is how you live a righteous life. You can't give what you don't have. So for the person you want to seek counsel from, you need to understand where they are coming from. Have they lived that life so that when they are explaining things, they are saying it biblically, how they are able to pray together, how they are able to overcome temptation, and how they are able to stay alone themselves till they got married. Or someone that was a sinner, it's not their fault. We didn't, yeah, God chose all of us, but I'm saying it's not their fault. But they didn't give their life, they, they didn't have the opportunity of seeing the life before they came, you know, married. God has forgiven them all their sins. So that person cannot give you, he will just give you a counsel from head knowledge. Right, and the Bible says, I mean, I even exaggerate it because it's not a life that he or she has lived. Right? Yes, ma'am. So, I'm talking about cancer. Who knows you seek cancer from? Understand the perspective of where they are coming from. For someone that has lived that life, it's easy. You don't even look at me, we you know, that's what worked for me. It might not work for you, but that's what worked for me. Right? And don't bring in the Bible doing this and that. It's easy for you to say, okay, fine, I can resonate with this because this person has lived this life. This is he married as a Christian, and he can tell you, we made this mistake, and this was what made us to make this mistake. Right? Yes. So that goes to that. So seeking revelation. Revelation is like, you know, it's more of like you have a personal relationship with God. You're seeking something from where God gave you an understanding. So this is what I want you to do. Everybody might not go with it. That's how revelation is. Everybody must, they might not go with it. They don't even need to go with it because it's a thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an instruction from God to you. It's a, it's a relationship from God to you. I'll give you an example of that. I don't know whether you read to read, you still remember the old prophet and the young prophet. Yes. That was sent to go to Israel and go and tell the king. Yes, ma'am. When the king stretched out his hand, his hand withered. Now God told him, don't go back the way he came. Yes, ma'am. Don't eat in that place. Yes. Just go. When he was going, the old prophet that was there, that was, you know, holy Jebuja, 
sorry, I'm using your blue band. <laughs> you know, they said that, eh, this skin that has been feeding me, I've not been able to say anything to him. And somebody, a young boy, just came and said, this ah, is going to take my livelihood. Why to call this guy? I said, ah, God just revealed to me now too that he should stay. But they said, no. He said, but I'm not going to turn up even in the ministry for you. And I'm telling God, said this. Because he believed that the other brothers, it's not that he was in the ministry for you. Because it's not everyone that says not Lord that knows God. 